0: Right now, it's time for us to check in with Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, let's start with once again this issue of housing in our province. And I know it's kind of quiet at this time of year. Really, the only thing that I've heard is David Eby being out on tour talking about this stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's almost certain that David Eby will be the next Premier of British Columbia. He's currently unopposed uh for the NDP leadership succeeding John Horgan. And you're right, he is, although it's the quiet season in politics, uh Eby's out campaigning and we're kinda getting little snatches of what David Eby thinks and what he would do as premier. So yesterday we talked about his view you're gonna have to do an awful lot more to recruit family doctors and he thinks that's still the future of family medicine in BC. Uh, he's now come out and endorsed an initiative by Victoria City Council, a very controversial one. It's called the Missing Middle Initiative. It's dividing my hometown here severely, but E. B. says he hopes the council supports it because it is the kind of thing that's needed and it points to what he would do on housing if he becomes premier.
0: Right, and so why is this so controversial? What,
1: what is well, it? Well, it's controversial because Victoria, like uh, you know my neighbourhood in Victoria and many uh, neighbourhoods, uh, urban ones uh, around British Columbia, is still mostly zoned for single-family housing. And the missing, miss- the missing Middle Initiative is aimed at building more housing for the middle-income British Columbians who can no longer afford single-family housing. It's the most expensive kind of housing we build. Ironically, as E.B. points out, it's also the easiest kind to build. If you want to build duplexes or multiplexes or laneway housing or increased density, you've got to go through a lot, jump a lot of hurdles. Uh, public hearings, all that sort of thing. And, of course, there's a lot of opposition from the people who are already there and want to maintain the single-family character of their neighborhoods. So the Missing Middle Initiative here in Victoria, Simi, is intended to make it easier to uh, build, infill, multiplexes, duplexes, corner, uh, street corner housing, which has more units in it, And, yeah, it's divided the community here. There's been some very stormy debates at Victoria City Council over this.
0: That's kind of like what we've seen that happen in other communities as well. I know in Vancouver, they're doing the pilot project where they're allowing duplexes. And i got to tell you, right away in my neighbourhood, there there are three duplexes. You know, for some technical
1: reason, I can hardly hear you. Oh,
0: that's too bad. Can you hear me now? I was just talking about duplexes and how really popular they seem to be right now with developers.
1: Yeah, I, I, Simi, I'm I'm sorry, but can you call me back and we can see if we can get a better line?
0: Okay, we will do oh, that. I got
1: you. I got you. Oh, Great. Great. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Are. Let's let's start again. What did <laughs> you ask? Please.
0: I was just saying about how popular these have become. Because yeah. in Vancouver, they did the same thing—a pilot project with duplexes—and all of a sudden, there's duplexes all over the place under construction. Yeah,
1: look, it does mean a fundamental change in the character of our cities, and as, as Eby says, people have to realize this is essential. Um, as he said. You know, and uh, we're trying to attract teachers to move to British Columbia, doctors to come here. We're trying to attract ferry workers. We're trying to attract yeah. new families and younger people and get them into housing. Um, they simply can't afford the most expensive kind of housing we build, which is single family. Uh, and so we have to increase the density. We have to have more duplexes and multiplexes and row housing and all that. And E.B. says if he becomes premier, he will see to it that the provincial government takes a stronger role in encouraging and approving Uh, the development of that kind of housing. So it's real and it's coming, and he says here in Victoria, uh, he hopes the council votes for this initiative. Now, I said to you that the the backlash here has been considerable. Uh, Someone said that it, it... Housing is a blood sport in Victoria. There's, I mean, there's a lot of entrenched opposition to this. I I understand it. I don't look forward to my neighborhood in Victoria being transformed, but I've done enough coverage on this issue to recognize Simi. It's essential.
0: Yeah. I know, that's the thing. The change is coming. Just what is it going to look like? That's what people, they want to know, right? They want the answer to that. And this whole David Eby thing is so interesting because he is clearly in the last couple of years really tackled head on what can be a difficult relationship with municipal councils. He doesn't seem to shy away from that.
1: He doesn't shy away from it. We've had successive housing ministers and governments in B.C. complain about all the obstacles to local housing approval, but EB has taken it on. EB has said the government is preparing legislation that would allow the provincial government to override local government on housing approvals in a number of ways. Uh, It would allow the provincial government to impose deadlines for approval. It would allow uh, provincial government to tighten the number of cases where you go to public hearings. And it would allow the provincial government to say, uh, you have to adopt a zoning, housing zoning plan that reflects actual growth and need for housing in your community. And if projects come forward that meet those needs, you have to approve it. So that is a real hammer on local government and local government not happy. They're not used to hearing provincial politicians threaten this and the backlash, well, I, 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 Eby's actually been downplaying that a bit, Simi, because this is civic election year, and I don't think he wants to provoke a whole bunch of NIMBY councils to be elected around B.C., because that'll make it even harder to go ahead with this.
0: Exactly. Okay, more on that one, but also very quickly, recall. I haven't heard about recall in a long yeah, time. We got
1: a, we got a recall petition issued this week, so this is a recall petition against uh, the NDP MLA for Vernon Monashie, her winder Sandhu. She was just elected the first time in 2020. Uh, trying to recall her is a Vernon realtor, Genevieve Ring, uh, she says, uh, she lists a bunch of reasons. You have to list a few reasons if you want to recall somebody. And so she says it's kind of an anti-masking theme, crisis in health care. She says the NDP uh, is uh, encroached on the rights of organized religion. She identifies herself as Catholic, uh, says the NDP is a history of anti-Catholicism. So it's kind of a long list. Um, the thing about recall, the reason you haven't heard much about it is uh, – BC's Law, written by the NDP back in the 90s, makes it very easy to file a petition. You pay a $50 fee, you post a 200-word statement, Mm -hmm. and you get approved. It is very, very hard to succeed in a recall petition. None have done so, and there have been 26 of them. Uh, the reason it's so hard to do is you now have to go out and gather signatures of 40% of the registered voters in the riding. So with Vernon, that's more than 21,000 signatures, and you've got only 60 days to do it. So based on the history, Simi, this thing isn't likely to succeed, but it's interesting to me that even it's come up, um, this woman I see, uh, Ring, says uh, she has a, a key supporter, by the way, political footnote, uh, an anti-masker who was involved in the Freedom Convoy. So you see where oh. this is coming from ideologically.
0: Yes, hmm, we can. All right, Vaughn, thank you.
1: Bye-bye, Simi.
0: Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.